And I think these guys in the beginning treat these girls so nice. It's great for these young girls to be able to wear all these designer clothes and, and um, have the purses and the hairdo and, and go to these places. And I, I mean, it wasn't that Brianna was deprived of anything when she was growing up. She, you know, she had nice stuff from us too, but it wasn't $200 jeans or $200 hairdos. And it was just a pull alike. Of course, then it's, you know, more money. Here's money to do this, money to do that. Here's nice places to live. I think most of it uh, has to do with their lack of knowledge and lack of understanding uh, in terms of the full picture of what uh, a gang member is and what they do. They only see a sliver of what they're capable of doing. So in their relationships with a girlfriend, maybe all they know is parties and dinners and things like that. It can easily start off as you do a favor for them and they pay you back with a nice new handbag. But that also comes with strings attached. That new handbag is now your obligation to, to them. And then it's going to be, honey, is it okay if I place my gun in your bag? Or, babe, is it okay if I put this in your bag? What's the perfect place to keep something? A girl's purse. It's big enough for a gun. It's big enough for pretty much anything. And that's what's expected. The girls are seen as, as less of a target for police. And so they're treated as almost pack mules for drugs, for guns, for pretty much anything, anything illegal. Because, I mean, if I'm in a bar, the police are going to come shake me down. They don't see the kidnappings, the extortions, the beatings, the murders, and the betrayal that is very real, and all of those could happen to them. They need to know that if they're with the gangsters, um, they are disposable. There's no doubt about that. I, I remember her saying to me, you know, towards the end of the relationship, she said, I have to ask him for money now before he would just give me money. Or, you know, he would lease her a car, and then he wouldn't make the payments for three months, so it was like a little control thing. And then slowly they start telling them things about what's going on with their business and their life, getting them more involved. So like, now if you leave me, you know too much. Um, their house got kicked in one, and one time and she's on the floor naked, guns into her head. And, and it almost came, became like she started blocking it out. It just happened, it's just the way it is. It just is, get up and go on. And, and it's like, it's something you don't understand. And, it's a pull these guys have on these girls that you don't understand. It's almost like a battered woman syndrome. Lots of, uh, lots of my former associates were violent with their girlfriends. Uh, a lot of the girls had lost contact with their families because the families had realized what was going on, realized who they were dating, and given them an ultimatum. And, and some, some women just they're attracted to these guys. And I mean, you need to look no further than some of the cases we've had in the Lower Mainland where, I mean, I can think of two right off the top of my head where young women have been shot to death and it's because they're driving the wrong car and happen to be in love with the wrong man. And that's pretty sad. It, Brianna and I would talk about her safety occasionally and, and, and I would, Tell, tell her I was concerned that, you know, 
one day I might hear that she's been murdered and her comment was, Mom, they don't murder girls. They don't shoot girls. Well, you know, the rules have changed. They shoot anybody now and any time. And when I hear that another young woman's been murdered, it's just like, when is it gonna stop?